0: broadcasting live from the finley cadillac performance studio this is unnecessary roughness
1: you gotta score points to win you can't win without scoring points
2: touchdown raiders he went right through the line and gives vegas a touchdown to extend
3: the lead
0: unnecessary roughness on raider nation radio 9 20 a.m here's your boy q
2: Welcome in, Raider Nation, to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. On this Friday, this finally Friday, this fantastic Friday, this Friday, whatever you want to call it, it is Friday, heading into the weekend. Of course, Fourth of July coming up on Tuesday as well. So, we've got the Fourth of July weekend. Some people have an extended weekend where they don't come back till after the Fourth of July. We'll be back here on Monday, but uh, we'll, we'll be off on Tuesday as the whole radio station is observing the Fourth of July. Then we'll be back on Wednesday. Just a little bit of a programming note, but uh, really cool to you know go into the weekend. Uh, the weather is beautiful. It's really, actually, it's heating up a lot here in Las Vegas. And I'm sure wherever you're at listening to Radio Nation Radio 920, it's heating up around you as well. But of course, myself and Damon, we're excited to be with you for the next three hours. Damon Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio this afternoon. And we got a lot to get to on today's show. Want to have some fun with you. Want to, of course, interact with you as we do each and every day. 702-365-9200 and the Don't be broke.com text line is 69187, keyword r Coming up on the show today, Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com. She hasn't been on the show for a while. She's been dealing with a, a lot, trying to get her wedding put together and everything, but she's still been covering the Raiders like a glove. And I know there's not a lot of information when it comes to the silver and black right now as we're a few weeks out uh, from training camp. And once training camp gets going, it'll be full throttle and everybody will be all hands on deck preparing for another upcoming season. But uh, Cassie Soto will be uh, joining us at 2.30 for VegasNation.com. It's always great to catch up with one Cassie Soto. Then, 3 o'clock, our good friend Jeff Kerr from CBS, he'll join the show. And he put out a piece on CBSSports.com about pass rushers in the NFL. So, of course, when you think pass rushers and you think elite pass rushers in the NFL, you've got to think of one, Mad Max Crosby. So we'll talk about where... Mad Max Crosby comes in on Jeff Kerr's list. We'll talk about Max Crosby and if he's too high, if he's too low, what he thinks his uh, trajectory is going to be as far as what he'll do uh, for an encore performance after having a hell of a season that he did last year, having 12 and a half sacks. And I, I feel like personally, Max is only getting better. And if anybody could step up and actually help him a little bit, then, well, they'll be even better for it. So we'll uh, talk to Jeff Kerr about all things pass rushers across the NFL. We'll also get into some uh, conversations about different storylines in the NFL. And, of course, we got to continue to talk about this gambling situation in the NFL, that no matter what show I'm on, no matter what podcast I'm on, no matter what the platform is, that is one of the hottest conversations right now going on in the NFL is talking about trying to get these uh, players to understand the rules, follow the rules, and make sure that there's no shenanigans and any funny business so people don't start questioning the integrity of the game once that happens that's when that money train that is rolling full steam ahead with no scene no look like it's going to stop anytime soon that's when that bad boy starts to slow down and the one thing we all know it don't you don't have to be damon you don't have to be me you don't have to be vinny you don't have to be adam schefter you don't have to be anyone associated with the nfl to know their number one concern is what the money train. They don't want that thing to slow down anytime soon. So we'll talk all things NFL with Jeff Kerr, our good friend from CBS, coming up at 3 o'clock. We have cover three NFL news and notes of the day. That'll hit about 4 o'clock. And then Sam Gordon from the RJ. Uh, We're basically double dipping with the RJ uh, with Cassie Soto at 2.30 and then Sam Gordon at 4.30. But we're going to focus on the Las Vegas Aces uh, and the performance that they had last night against the New York Liberty in a Blowout. I mean, they just beat the Liberty down. And the Liberty is that team when everyone talks about, oh, man, it's the Aces and the Liberty, this could be a finals preview. Well, if that's a finals preview, then the Aces are in a really good position, right, because they beat the brakes off the the Liberty last night. And, look, I'll put it like this. It is only June 29th when they played. It's June 30th today, obviously, but they played on June 29th. So I'm not going to put too much stock and say, oh, man, there's nobody that can compete with the Aces. But the way they ran them out of the gym, And the way that they were able to get physical with them and, you know, Kelsey Plum takes an early technical and I knew then that, okay, this game, it's going to be on and popping. And man, the Aces just look so deep and they look so stinking good that it's hard for me to find a team that could beat them. With that being said, a team that is right behind them in the standings is not the New York Liberty, but the Connecticut Sun. And who's playing the Aces tomorrow at the Michelob Ultra Arena? the Connecticut Sun. So we'll talk to Sam Gordon about the New York Liberty. We'll talk to him about the Connecticut Sun, the way that the Aces beat up on the Liberty, what he expects to see from the game against the Sun on uh, on uh, Saturday at Michelob Ultra Arena, and of course, we'll dip into some you know some football storylines. And Demond always likes to jump in and talk a little bit of uh, you know a little fight game with uh, with Sam, as he's a guy that can talk many different conversations and many different sports. So Cassie Sutto at two thirty, Jeff Kerr at three, Sam Gordon at four thirty. Those are the guests that we have coming up. Of course, we have cover three NFL news and notes of the day as well. And as always, love to interact with you. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into. The opening drive.
0: The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Paddle Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery.
2: All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. And it's funny. I was... I had a couple subjects that I wanted to bring to the table on yesterday's show, but we really got rolling on one conversation and one subject. So I just felt like, well, you know what, we'll stick with that one. I don't need to go ahead and and get get another subject rolling. I'll save it for today's show. So that's what we're going to do. So I want to go ahead and throw that out there, and uh, we'll actually talk with uh, DeMond as well as he's positioning himself right now in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. But the question I want to throw out there, without really knowing what to expect from this Raiders upcoming season. We already have established that the expectations, we don't really quite know what direction this team is going to go. It could be really good. It could be bad. It could be right in the middle. I mean, we really don't know. There's got to be still something that you're most fired up about or interested in to see come together for the Raiders, right? Again, training camp starts in less than a month. So there's got to be something about this team that has you excited, something about this team that has you fired up, something about this team that really, you know, makes you want to see how it's going to play out, right? And and so that's what I'm looking for. What is it about this Raiders team that you are most excited about, most intrigued by? And there, in my opinion, is a lot of storylines. You could look at Devontae Adams, year two with the silver and black. You could look at some of the uh, the additions on the offensive side of things, like Jacoby Myers, how does he complement Devontae Adams? Josh Jacobs returning after, you know, assuming that their contract situation gets taken care of, and I do believe it will. But – Him coming back after leading the league in rushing, what can his encore performance look like? You know, you could say Max Crosby, a guy that we're going to talk about at 3 o'clock with Jeff Kerr from CBS. You know, what does he do? How does he continue to be Max Crosby and continue to get better and better each and every year? I feel like there's a lot of different storylines that you could pick apart. With that being said, you still don't know what to expect from the team in general. Right, But I think that there are certain elements of this team that you could look at and say, yeah, that's something to get excited about. That's something that I'm at least very intrigued by and want to see, something that, hey, Q, I'd like you to focus in on when you're at training camp starting on the 26th when they have the first day of practice, July 26th, that is. So that's the question that I want to throw out there to you. Again, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R, 702 That is the Raider Nation listener live. You can chime in on any time of the show without really knowing what to expect from this Raiders team throughout the course of the season, what is it that has you most fired up about, well, training camp starting in twenty six. What element of this team are you most interested in? So, Damon, I'll start with you as you're in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down behind the wheels of steel and, of course, behind the mic. What is it about this Raiders team that intrigues you the most?
1: The most? I've got to go with the most obvious quarterback. I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? Yeah, it is because okay. I want to be proven wrong. It's one of those, you know, you and I were both in the same camp of, yeah. Jimmy G, is he the right guy going forward? Could he really be the quarterback of the future? A little bit skeptical of him. I want to be proven wrong, so I'm really excited to see what, just in training camp, is he going to be there? Is he going to be ready day one of training camp? How's that foot going to look? Because the team is only going to go as far as he can take them. And I know it's the most cliche, hey, the quarterback gets the most important position. Right. But for me, I want to see, am I proven wrong? Do they know more than us who are a little bit down on Jimmy G? So I really just, I want to be proven wrong. That's my biggest reason for why I am so interested to see what Jimmy G does.
2: That's interesting to me. And the reason I say it's interesting is because I feel like we all know who Jimmy G is. Now, there's always going to be the injury history, like you said, right? That's, that's why I was very down on on the idea of bringing Jimmy G in. I have no bones, uh, I have no problem saying that, right? I have no problem at all saying that I was down on the, on the move because of the injury history. Uh, I'm still concerned in a major way because of the injury history, but we all know that that's that's the quarterback of the team. That's QB1, so fine, right? Uh, You're hoping that he's he's healthy to start training camp and you can rock with him. The thing that I, I can say is I feel like I know who he is, though, right? And I feel like if he's out there on the field, he'll do really well. I think he does really well in the red zone. I think he finds a way to get the ball out of his hand quickly and to the guys that, that, you know, need to get the ball in their hands. You know, a lot of people say Devontae Adams' numbers are going to go down because he's not going to have the down-the-field uh, targets like he did a year ago. And I push back and say, not really, because he didn't have a ton of down-the-field targets when he was in Green Bay. Like, how many times did Aaron Rodgers just get the ball out of his hands and get it to Devontae, and Devontae made the magic happen? is really good with yak, yards after the catch. Right. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that looks like he might have played like flag football early. Right. Where he's trying to get people to not ta- grab his flag or not even touch him. Right. What are those type guys like he has that kind of wiggle where he's able to go and make make plays. So I don't I don't think that to me, Jimmy G is not that intriguing. Because I know who he is. And, and I feel like, you know, we're not going to. It's not like he's a rookie quarterback where you're like, man, I can't wait to see what he looks like, right? Like, like Anthony mm-hmm, Richardson, mm-hmm. for example, right? That's a guy. I'm intrigued to see what he looks like. Good, bad, dis- whatever. Ugly, whatever the case may be. I'm just interested to see it. But when it comes to Jimmy, I'm like, I, I already know who he is, you know? And, and he's a guy that, you know, is not going to put the team on his, on his back and just, you know, lead him to victory each and every game. He's got to have a team built around him, and that's fine. You know, it's a team sport. That's, that's cool. Games can be won like that. Hell, he was in the Super Bowl with a team that was really good built around him. Really good defense, really strong run game. So that's, that's why, to me, that's not the most intriguing storyline. When I, I did my podcast about this, I'm really – I'm looking at – I don't want to say the future of the team because it almost feels like I'm giving up on this year, which I'm not, but I'm looking at the, the draft class, right? Because I feel like for, for this year in, in particular – and I know we said it. We had Vinnie Boston, you were on yesterday, DeMond, and he was talking about the competition at the offensive line, top competition at the quarterback position. What's the, quarter, what's the competition at the safety position? I honestly feel like this year in training camp, there could be some actual real surprises about who makes the team and who doesn't because these guys might – and it's a big mite. we don't know. They drafted nine guys. I'm not saying all nine are going to make the team. I'm not going to say all nine are going to be stars because most likely that's not going to happen. When does that ever happen, right? I mean, that would be GM of the year for the next three years if it just worked once just because that's so unheard of. But just because I think some of these guys are going to push the guys that are in front of them, right? And that's, we know that the plan for the Raiders is to try to build this team through the draft and then bring in free agents that they could fill a hole here fill a hole there, fill a hole here, fill a hole there, but not rely on free agency like some teams do. So I think that this training camp is going to be really intriguing. Of course, Tyree Wilson want to make sure he's 100% healthy, but everyone else that's going to be out there, I feel like they all believe that they should have a job, right? Like, is Chris Smith going to push Trayvon Merrick? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Is Jacorian and Bennett going to push Amik Robertson, or is he going to push a Nate Hobbs? Is you know, and, and you know when when Vinny said yesterday that he left Amik Robertson off his fifty-three man roster, it, it seems like this show is always trying to get rid of Amik, and I hate that because <laughs> he's he's a hell of a player, man. I but I did it to him last year, right? Remember, yep, I, I left yep. him off the roster last year. My fault. He made the team and made some plays. Now this year, Vinny's already put him off the 53-man roster, but that's, you know, that's him writing it, just kind of anticipating before training camp. I mean, he's a guy that's going to have to fight for his job, right? And if they do bring in a guy like a, a Marcus Peters, like Vinny believes and Vic Tafer believes and others believe, then wait a minute. You're down to about one starting outside corner spot, but you have Duke Shelley. You have David Long. You have Nate Hobbs. You have... Uh, who else, Ja'Corian Bennett, uh, you know, you have Brandon on. I mean, you've got uh, Webb. Sam Webb, right? I mean, so it's like I honestly believe, and I could end up being wrong, it could end up being they could almost run it back and have like three different editions and, and call it a day. And then I could say, all right, well, hey, my bad. I feel like, honestly, this year, Training camp is going to be probably the most competitive training camp that we've seen in a very long time when we talk about the silver and black.
1: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm with you there. So, man, it was one of those hearing your answer. I was like, man, I see why that's your answer because that is, that is such a – that's a fun dynamic to watch when it comes to all the position battles and who's going to make the team. When you think about all the guys that were drafted as rookies, I know that you're saying, hey – at least to me in my mind, at least seven of these guys, they're gonna have a spot on these team when you just those first seven picks. But when it comes to the rookies making an immediate impact, yeah. which ones are you looking at as like, hey, they're pushing for those jobs. Not not only pushing, but you expect them to like, hey, that guy's gonna have some significant playing time. Because to me, Trey Tucker, I don't know if he's gonna have significant playing time.
2: I don't know about him either. Yeah, that that's I, I don't that's Aiden a Aiden O'Connell. Question.
1: Yeah, rookie quarterback. Hey, they're they're, yeah. they're he's gonna be. I'll to say develop. this,
2: Aiden O'Connell, I hope he doesn't have an impact this <laughs> yeah. year. right I mean seriously if you think about it if he has an impact impact this year something went wrong (laughs) right so hopefully he's not an impactful player this year hopefully he could be a good player but you don't want to throw him out there this this early if you have to throw him out this early something went terribly wrong with this year's plan
1: yeah so for me I think it would be Tyree Wilson Michael Mayer Byron Young and maybe Chris Smith and Ja'Korian Bennett to be those guys where hey if they're able to get on the field at all good for them mm-hmm. but those first three picks I do think that they are going to be those guys where you're talking about the competition yeah I'm really intrigued about that interior on the defensive line because you're talking about this year's picks but last year's picks. yeah those guys on the interior there we all hear hey man they stayed back they wanted to work hard yep but I mean it I all would, sounds good yeah, right? it all sounds good because <laughs> every you know everybody whose job's on the line that's when you say man I'm working even harder than before boss Right, but now they brought in somebody Byron Young where Vinny even said Malcolm Coons probably wasn't on this list. That defensive line, so I, any position group. I know receiver, yeah. it's stacked, but it's like guys that are all proven. Like one of those guys gets cut from the receiver room, I think you know he'll get picked up. Like For Phil sure. Dorsett, he'll he'll probably you know catch catch on with another team. Yeah, but when it I comes agree. to that defensive line, now that's going to be how bad do you want it?
2: I think Malcolm Kuntz is on the is on the outside looking in as well. I do when Vinny said that I almost jumped in and said I agree 100% but then he you know he kept going on something else so I was like you know what we can get to that later. I do think that Malcolm Kuntz and I think we've talked to Tashawn Reed about this on the show as well that he's just not a good fit in this scheme. Right? He looked like he had a little bit of promise in last the last staff scheme, uh, especially his rookie year. But, I mean, just from the lack of anything that you saw from him last year, I do feel like he's probably going to be the odd man out. Now, look, what that means is if he really wants to make the squad, he goes to training camp and busts his tail. And he busts his tail and earns a job, then then great. But my gut feeling is similar to Vinny's. I, I think that Malcolm Koontz is probably on the outside looking in. And, again, that's going back to – the depth of the defensive line that they have you know they've got a lot of bodies they got a lot of guys with expectations now they got to go out there and prove it
1: well you said that speaking sticking with Coons for a second would it be smarter on him and his agent I know no one wants to look like a quitter but say hey I don't care what the value is but see if you can get anything for him so he can catch on with another team while before training camp starts you know just for his career because if it's not working here and everybody's saying hey he's just not a fit in this scheme if I'm him I'm asking hey guys if it's not working out, it's not working out. But just let me move on now before the end of this season, because then his value would be completely gone. I'm just—that's interesting to me from the player perspective. Of right. I know that I'm not getting any burn here. I'm not a good fit in the system, but you don't want to look like you're not giving it your all. But man, I feel like he—I would just go ahead and ask for a trade.
2: Yeah, and, and the <laughs> thing about that—I don't know if they—if he would do that or not. But the thing about it is, what's his value? What is he—a third-round pick, a former third-round pick? And I know it wasn't of this staff, but what is he what is he proven i mean it, yeah
1: it's, not proven it like maybe a seventh round like a conditional right. seventh round pick
2: right exactly and i mean, i know that's not worth the salt but i mean at least it's i guess something that you're getting if you plan on moving on from i think that that's something that they would explore but i think that they would wait till the end of training camp before they actually release him mm mm-hmm. mhm to, to, you know, see if they can salvage something, you know, just like, okay, he's probably not going to make our 53-man roster, but let me see if I can get a little something-something. Like what Dave Ziegler was able to get for Trayvon Muller from the Cardinals. It wasn't a whole lot, mm-hmm. right? It was a couple sunflower seeds and a cup of coffee. But and I mean, people were acting like got, it was a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, he got something, right? I mean, he, he got something for a guy that was actually going to go on the IR list uh, before the, you know, when they when they had to cut the, get to the 53-man roster. He was going to be IR'd, which meant his season was going to end and instead, Dave Ziegler was able to pull out a trade with the Arizona Cardinals at the last second, and I thought that that was better than getting absolutely nothing. So I think that if Malcolm Coonson, look, camp hasn't even started, and we're already like getting him out of the out of out of town and saying he's off the roster. I'm not. I don't want to be that guy, but at the same time, he just doesn't to me look like a very good fit in what what the Raiders want to do. And of course, they addressed that defensive line as well in free agency and the draft, and so it's going to be hard for him to find a role, especially since he didn't find a role at all last season. So to me bottom bottom line hands down no questions asked the most intriguing part of this team for me heading into training camp a few weeks from now is definitely going to be the rookie class and when i get out there i'll definitely be paying attention to where the rookies are at and what they're looking like and Want to be able to come back and give a full rookie report? You know, Tyree Wilson looked like this. This just like when we just like when we uh, came back from camp last year, and I said, you know what? I just saw Alex Leatherwood lose his confidence. I saw Alex Le- Leatherwood lose everything. Chandler Jones just wrecked his life, and guess what? He still ain't got right. He still ain't got right. No. He ain't.
1: He might be out the league.
2: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I literally saw the moment when Alex Leatherwood lost everything, and that's not me trying to be funny and goof on him. That's just I remember standing there and him getting beat bad by Chandler Jones, and I looked over at Mark McMillan, good friend of the show, and I said, "Whoa, he just he 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 just lost everything. He went to a knee. He walked to the sideline. He walked back to the huddle. Went to a knee again, and I was like, oh, he, he, every, his his soul just left." And Mark McMillan. Proud uh, Crimson Tide member. You know, he's he's rooting for his uh, his fellow Alabama, uh, you know, <laughs> a t- a teammate, or not teammate, but just Alabama Crimson Tide. And, and he looked at me and was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right on that one. And so, I mean, he had to admit that. As much as he wants to see Alabama succeed, he wants to roll, tide, roll. Roll, tide wasn't rolling on that one. Alex Leatherwood lost everything. And, well, like I said, he still ain't got it back.
1: I guess that was one of those moments that when we had Bart Scott on a little, you know, a couple months ago when he mentioned, that's when you know in training camp, because I was trying to ask him, well, how do you know if you haven't seen these players, you know, actually on the field, how do you know? He was like, hey, when training camp, the reports will come out. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's one of those reports. uh, And when you know if somebody's got it or not. I mean, so it's going to be exciting to see if those some of those guys, because we're talking about that rookie class, haven't even mentioned the undrafted guys, because I was thinking of offensive line with Alex Leatherwood, McClendon Curtis. Yeah, where I want to see Dalton Wagner too. Yeah, those are two guys offensive linemen where they have a shot.
2: Yeah, where that's even do.
1: that's even more depth that we're not even thinking about with this draft class. It's not just those nine players, but also those undrafted guys who's gonna who's gonna make the team because Curtis is one of those guys for me where I'm rooting for him, right? I'm rooting for him. Like, I, I don't know if it translates at all. But hey, when you look at Cole Strange, who was right there on the other side of the offensive line from the opposite on guard. And that guy was a first round pick yep. and it's how does this guy go undrafted? He's got all the he's got all the measurables, but I do think that with this Raiders training program with the strength training program as a matter of fact that he's going to be someone that benefits from them because a lot of times when you see the guy oh 6'6" 300 pounds, but how much real like, you know, strength does he has that he can put right. behind that? That's not just that natural ability and I think that the Raiders probably have one of the best programs in the league when it comes to that.
2: Well, I'll say this, man. The Raiders held on to what four undrafted free agents last year,
1: <laughs> right?
2: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just if you're an undrafted free agent, that don't mean that you know you're the longest shot to make the squad. Uh, Josh McDaniels has said it. Dave Ziegler has said it. It doesn't matter how you arrive on the team. It's about sticking to the team and, and proving that you belong on the team once you get there. So, McClendon Curtis is there. Dalton Wagner is there. There's a handful of others undrafted free agents that have the same opportunity as a guy like you know someone who's drafted, you know, like a, a Byron Young. Or, or whoever you're looking at, right? I mean, these guys that were drafted, these guys that are undrafted, they're in camp. They'll all have a chance to compete. So that's for me. Is is really what I'm looking at? Is the is the draft class and who you know who looks like they're going to be a player, who looks like they have an opportunity to contribute early, and who just kind of looks like they may be a little bit lost, if anybody, right? We just don't know. But that to me is the most intriguing and pretty exciting, actually, because that's the future of the of the team. No matter how you look at it, no matter what you think of the coaching staff. Right. No matter what you think of the coaching staff, the coaching staff could be done the day after the final game of the season. And guess what? Those guys that were drafted are still going to be the future of the team. Right. I mean, the, whoever sure. the next coach in with is going to be the guy to inherits those guys. Right. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. So that's why I say that that's the future of the team. Regardless, regardless who's making the pick, who's who's coaching them up, whatever the case is, that's who they are because they're right now they're currently on the team. So again, not trying to tr- run anybody out of town and say this guy doesn't deserve to be here or nothing, but that's just that's just that's just what it is. So uh, six nine one eight seven keyword RNR seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Let us know. What are you most fired up about or interested, intrigued by when it comes to this Raiders team? Jim from Yonkers hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line said, the chance that all these young defenders create a healthy competition resulting in a defense that could be on the way up. Can these young players step up and step in like all the young kids on the Chiefs and the Seahawks? It is a big year for Patrick Graham. For all the Giant fans that complained about him, it was not 100% fair due to how horrible their offense was under judge. Graham has the groceries. Time to cook something up. Thank you for a great show and have a great holiday weekend. That's Jim from Yonkers. And, yeah, I do think it's a big year for Patrick Graham. I absolutely do. I think that he had an opportunity to start to get his eyes and uh, and even hands on some of these players when he was at the Senior Bowl and, and the head coach there. I think that that was big. You saw how much the Raiders dipped into the the Senior Bowl and, and brought guys in by way of the draft and even undrafted free agents. So I think that that was uh, that was something smart. But but Jim is right, right? He's got the groceries now. He's got to cook. Josh Daniels, same thing. He's got the groceries now. He's got to go cook. He's got his groceries. He's got his guys. That's all we've heard, right? Bring in their guys. Bring in their guys. Fine. I have no problem with that. Everybody does it. Everybody wants their guys in every single walk of earth. It's not just football. It's not just sports. It's everything. Everybody wants their guys. It's that simple, right? No matter where I worked in life, if I end up working somewhere else at some point, some other radio station, they say, hey, Q, you know a guy that's a – could be a really good host. Has a really good personality. Oh yeah, I sure do. Hey, hey, Demond, what are you doing, man? You want to, you yeah. want to come work? I mean, that's that's how it works. Yep. You bring in your guys. I mean, it's just that simple. You know. So I don't have any problem with that. But now that you bring in your guys, you've got to be able to succeed with those guys, right? So that's the thing about it. you. Don't bring in guys. You don't bring in your guys that you can't succeed with. <laughs> you don't bring in that guy that you're like, yeah, that's my guy, but he ain't good, <laughs> right? If you yeah. do that, that's the way to get yourself fired.
1: Yeah. Then you'll both be out of a job because <laughs> then they'll just get rid of all of you.
2: Right. That part, exactly. Jordan, Utah County said, the rookies this year is what I'm interested in. We saw some positives from Ziggler's first draft, and this time they had way more time to evaluate. We may see some really big playing time for these, rookie, for these rookies, particularly the first three picks. And that's going back to what you said, DeMond, about the first three picks are the ones that you're really intrigued by because you believe that they have an opportunity to really do something and probably get on the field sooner rather than later. So Jordan in Utah, thank you for that. Jim from Yonkers, thank you for that. Both off the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and You can chime in on the phone lines as well, 702-365-9200. DeMond, we got anybody standing by?
1: Hardcore Raider.
2: Hardcore, give me something good. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
3: Hey, what's going on? Hey, it might not be exactly what you're looking for, uh, but I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. You know, when the season ended last year, I was saying the number one thing this coaching staff had to do was sign Josh Jacobs. Okay. Not only is he the number one rushing leader, we all know that, uh, all the yards he got. Uh, if you look at his first four years of production, it's, it's you know, essentially top three of all the running, other running backs in the NFL. Yep. But th- the reality is, if we have a superstar on our team and this coaching staff can't sign him to a contract the raiders had the third most uh cap space in the nfl going into free agency so it's not an anomaly that they needed to leave enough money to sign the best running back in the nfl and to top it off we have over 40 million dollars invested in our wide receiver room with potentially a mediocre quarterback that we're not even sure if if he's going to be able to play so the thing i'm looking forward to most is if the raiders are going to get this deal done and sign Josh Jacobs to make him a reader. If we have Josh Jacobs, we can win a lot of games. Without, there's just more questions and more doubts of what's going on.
2: Okay, I like it. Good call, Hardcore. Appreciate you. So he's most intrigued by, he's most excited by the, the thoughts of Josh Jacobs having a contract extension. Most most, uh, most of, of all of us want him to get a long-term deal, not just have to play on the one-year franchise tag, and I do believe what you believe. As long as you have Josh Jacobs, you can win a lot of games. He showed that he could be the, the identity of the team in 2022, and I think he could do the same in 2023. So, uh, there you go. Definitely appreciate that. Hardcore, good stuff. And uh, when we don't have a, a guest, you can definitely chime in as well. 702-365-9200. And always on the Don'tBeBroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword r Coming up next, Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She'll join the show. We'll start off and ask her the same question. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Okay.
2: A little big-timers action right there. That's what I'm talking about. Man, DeMond must be trying to get a raise or something, man. You throwing on some big-timers, had some DJ Quick on yesterday. What are we trying to do? Or maybe it's just (laughs) the weekend, and, DeMond, you're just excited about the weekend coming up. Hey, man,
1: yeah, nice little weekend.
2: Yeah, I hear you. I'm not mad at you. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. And joining us now on the phone lines from VegasNation.com is our great friend, Cassie Soto. And, Cassie, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Before we jump into anything Raiders related, I got to know, how's everything going with the the wedding put together or the wedding, everything that you got going on? Because I know how hectic that could be. It's a
0: little hectic, but I just had to hit it because didn't let it get to it. Because I'm still fly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great song. I thought, like, maybe you'd introduce me faster so it would make more sense right when we came off the top. But anyway, they had to get it in there either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happy Friday, y'all. Yes. Um, yes, the wedding is coming up very, very soon. I think the tracker's at, like, 112 days or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, we did a venue tour recently with our wedding play. I... I made the very, very wise decision to get a wedding planner, so all of the hard stuff is kind of her problem now, and she'll just be like, okay, so I called this person, this person, this person, here's what I need you to sign off on. So that's been very helpful. Nice. Um, So, yeah, so she gets, you know, a brunt of the headache, and she'll just filter out for what I need to know. So I'm, I'm doing all right so far.
2: There you go, there you go. It's like you got your uh, your own admin assistant, right? You're good. Exactly, so. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad
2: at that at all. Well, again, congratulations. You guys are uh, not too far away, man. It'll be here before you know it. Hundred. You said 12 days away, 112? I
0: think. Hundred and twelve, or something like that. Something
2: yeah. like that. Hundred and twelve yeah. days out for. Cassie so that's how many. Soto. That's
0: how many days they've got until the uh, the game against Chicago. Also. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you need there, a timeline
2: of that. There, there. See, there you go. Priorities. I love it, and that's why uh, we have Cassie Soto on the show with us because she's got those priorities and she's got it locked down just <laughs> like that. So as it's the dead period right now, we know that training camp opens up. You know, first day of practice is the twenty sixth. We'll all be out there, included you. You know, would be out there busy. What really is kind of top of mind for you, you know I mean? Like, what are you intrigued by, really want to focus in on when we're out there at practice? Like, what is it that's got your attention?
0: I mean, I think the easy answer is the quarterback situation, right? I think that's the easy one. I, I, I have already prepared our content team that says, you know, when I tell them, hey, when I get our first video of Jimmy G out there um, running with the team and throwing the ball, like, you need to get this out on Twitter immediately – Um, but I think the next thing would be, I, I'm kind of excited to see, uh, Tyree Wilson. Um, again, once his health is all full and and good to go, I was at a um, draft class luncheon. Was it last week? I think, and a a lot of the rookies came out and, um, they came around the table to, to, you know, greet everybody and and introduce themselves. And he didn't come to the table that that Heidi and myself were at, but he went to another table nearby and just. Seeing him in person, he is a massive, massive dude. And it's so funny. We went with Leandre Fox, who's also on our sports team over at um, the Review Journal. And he ran track throughout um, high school and a little bit in college. Leandre did. And I forget which event it was, but he and Tyree, had they have ever competed against each other, there was one event that they would have overlapped. And Dre says he would have just tapped out. like He wouldn't have (laughs) even attempted to run against this dude. And uh, so, just the sheer size of this young guy coming into this Raiders team—it's um, going to be definitely exciting to see up close and personal in a little bit less than a month.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so, I got to ask, and I'm glad that you, you mentioned that luncheon. I believe that's the one that JT was hosting, right? That was, mm-hmm. yeah, he was MCing it. Yeah, I, I was on vacation when that happened. But yes. how was how was he how was he walking? What did he? I mean, I know he wasn't running; he wasn't going after a quarterback. <laughs> but how did I mean? How did he look as far as just the way he was walking? Yeah, no, he
0: looked great. He looked normal, you know. There wasn't any sort of weird walk or anything happening. Um, He had on, uh like, it's funny because Heidi and I was like, Heidi, look at his ankles. Look at the legs. Like, how are we looking? Did you see a, any kind of cast or anything down there? And we couldn't see anything. So uh he looked good to go. Um He had the chain out that he was wearing on draft night. Him, um, Adam Plant also had one. So okay. they were competing on, like, a chain off there. Um, But no, he looked good to go. And I was really impressed with a lot of his answers. You know, some of these guys coming out of the bigger programs, obviously, this isn't the first time they've ever done a press conference in front of a lot of media members in front of a huge crowd. So they were all just very well spoken. um, And, you know, pretty promising there on this young, this young group of guys.
2: Nice, nice. I like it. Cassie dot VegasNation.com is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Rough this, go ahead, Devon.
1: Yeah, real quick, the only thing about Tyree Wilson that stood out to me from the luncheon was him next to all the rookies, but just how long his arms were. That was right, the part I was like, right. oh no, this dude's a freak of nature.
0: <laughs> yeah, his wings. I think JT might have, or someone, no, it wasn't, I don't know if it was JT. He, he, they asked about his wing size, somebody at some point, and he was just, you know, laughing it off like yeah like we'll kind of see what we can get going you know in the nfl now with this wingspan but definitely he'll be able to wrap some guys up with, without a problem i don't think once he's able to get out there on the field so yeah. that'll be definitely exciting uh, i don't a, a condor is already taken so i don't know mm. what other like big bird of prey uh, <laughs> uh nickname you can come up with but yeah he'll, he might be needing one soon
1: All right, you mentioned Adam Plant, and I'm rooting for anybody UNLV to make any team in the league. Aren't we all? Yes, aren't we all? all? (laughs) How confident is he? I mean, he talked a little bit at the luncheon. Is he confident, an undrafted free agent, of his chances to make this team?
0: Yeah, he felt very confident. I think he was asked about, you know, playing in Las Vegas, just kind of that comfortability there. Obviously, the heat is nothing new to him. I forgot who mentioned it, but someone said, like, oh, man, I'm not looking ready for this heat, like, don't they know we have an indoor practice facility? Oh, who loves it? I was talking to one of the guys, and I was like, the media members say the same thing, like, come on, guys, let's all go inside. It'll help everybody. But then they had mentioned that the turf just eats up everybody's knees, right, real yep. quick. Um, but, yeah, Adam sounded confident. He said he, um, he's already inviting a lot of the teammates, like, anytime you want a home-cooked meal, like, come over to my house, my parents' house. Um, so I feel like that's always nice to be able to have someone, you know, that familiarity and especially for a young guy coming out of UNLV, like definitely a chip on his shoulder. Um, Damon. Uh, the last great UNLV. I mean, Cunningham, was, I can't really think of anybody else.
1: Ooh.
2: Yeah, that's the name you I was going to bring up was it, Randall Cunningham. Uh, yeah,
0: Cunningham, it's, I, that might have been Damon and I before we were alive. So it would be great if somebody from UNLV could put them back on the map. Um, but, yeah, Adam Klein he seems like he got a really good head on his shoulder. And, again, that Vegas familiarity um, – you know, that obviously won't help on the field, but off the field to just build those relationships and, and trust with his teammates,
1: that can't be a negative thing, right? Yeah, it can't at all. I mean, I'm a, I was a, I was a big Javen White guy when he was on the Raiders for that little step. Right. There. I was, I was right. always rooting for him. But when it comes to training camp, you mentioned Jimmy G. So that's what you're going to be excited to see. That first piece of film that you get of him running, you're, just, you're going to be all over it. But I've got to ask, what do you think is going to be a surprise that people aren't maybe thinking about at training camp that's going to develop?
0: a surprise That's I don't know fair. I mean I, I I would love to see how the secondary kind of shakes out I know uh, last season I was all on the Amik Robertson train like Me this too. Guy's gonna go off you know like Amik Robertson was one of those I'd, I'd love to see for him and Nate Hobbs you know maybe some, some of those guys to be able to finally come out and do something for this Raiders secondary so if that storyline develops and we see great things from them I think that that could be something new, fresh and exciting for all of us to really witness, you know.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. And, you know, it's so funny. I thought Amik wasn't going to make the team last year, and he did, and then had a, a pretty decent season, came up with some plays. And now I feel like that that secondary room is very competitive again this year. And so I feel like he's going to have a lot of work to do. Sam Webb's going to have a lot of work to do. Like, there's going to be some guys that are going to really have to compete for jobs. Brandon Faison, David Long. I mean, all these guys are going to have to really compete because there's, I feel like, a lot more competition. And, you know, one thing, Cassie, that I'm intrigued by, and, and you mentioned the secondary, Nate Hobbs. Can he be healthy this year? Right. You know right. I mean? No, for sure. Because, mm-hmm, I mean, how – do you think – let's put it like this. He he feels like to me that he probably should be in the slot, but I think that they really want him on the outside. Do you think he could be that effective dude on the outside? I mean,
0: again, it just goes down to health, right? When was he – he had the club on a yep. while. We, that was pretty early on in the season last year, right, that he had yep. that, that club on and – yeah, just the health. I mean, it doesn't matter where he's going to be if he's on the sidelines, right? It's, it won't matter where he lines up. So I think health is definitely overall important. And I feel like he could be somebody. I think you've talked about it before too. Like every team needs like a dog, right? Like they need the mm-hmm. what do you choir? What do you say choir? Yeah, boy.
2: yeah. Ch- car thieves and choir boys.
0: You know, I feel like Nate Hobbs could turn on that car thief a little thievery if he, you know, stays healthy. So I feel like that's definitely that that chippiness, that just like that head-down kind of mentality Nate Hobbs could bring there. But, again, it won't matter if he's not able to stay healthy uh, coming up on his fourth season now.
1: Q, you mentioned – well, you just took Q's line about the, uh, the choir boys and the car thieves <laughs> there. But one of the guys – like,
0: I like that. I've said that before, and I'm like – that's a cute saying. I'll You know, I'll give him props for that because I do like
1: that. <laughs> One of the guys on the team who maybe has that personality and the smile of a choir boy, Chandler Jones. He's a veteran. Everybody's thinking, can he have that back, that bounce-back season or is he just done or is what we saw last year going to be more of the norm? Do you think that Chandler Jones has that bounce-back or what we saw last year is what to expect?
0: I mean – What did Heidi? And again, we're just talking fans. The titanium arm, the robotic arm that we saw towards the end of the season. He said Mm -hmm. he didn't need to have surgery, but he was, you know, uh, injured there at the end. And hopefully, he's able to recover. I think for a guy like that, for a caliber, uh, a top-tier caliber uh, athlete that had some incredible seasons, I think you have to have that bounce-back here. You obviously, there's going to be a decline at some point in everybody's career, but it looks like he still has it in him. I believe he trimmed down a little bit. Um, he looked locked in when we were able to talk to him just a couple weeks ago. And he's kind of one of those guys that doesn't say very much, but his facial expressions say a lot. And he's over here saying that stats don't matter. And, you know, he doesn't kind of pay attention to those things. You know these athletes pay attention to that. And he talked about as long as the coaches are – he's passing the coaches' tests, I think he said, and he had mentioned there, mm-hmm. um, that he's doing all right. But, yeah, you definitely expect Chandler Jones – the expectation is for him to get – more than just a handful of sacks. Obviously that Patriots game I think might have redeemed him last year and how he was able to, to come away with that walk off win for the Raiders. Um, but to be able to do more of that and to just shine a little bit and, you know, to definitely share the spotlight more with Max Crosby than to be outside of that spotlight, I think that's definitely what he would expect for himself, let alone what uh, all the coaches and the fans and, and, you know, stuff like that are looking
2: for. Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com, is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness, just got a couple more questions. You mentioned Max Crosby. We're going to be talking to Jeff Kerr from CBS about Max Crosby coming up at 3 o'clock. You talk to him all the time in the locker room. I talk to him all the time in the locker room. You know he's always trying to get better and better and better. What do you think Mad Max brings to the table this year to improve his game from what we saw last year that was really stinking good?
0: I mean, it's so crazy that I don't even think we've seen him, like, reach his potential yet. Um, He is just taking this team on his back. And you mentioned we've been able to talk to him. And there's side conversations that, you know, we put off camera just to be able to build those relationships and to – get to know these players a little bit more. And while he definitely, you know, loved being a dad, he got married this, this year, and now he's a husband. Um, he's out at a camp right now. I couldn't, I didn't see the location, but he went live this morning that he was out at a football camp with a bunch mm-hmm. of kids and putting on a camp. And I know he just did one here in Vegas. So not only is he improving his game, he's doing a lot to give back to the game for the future generation. And I think that that just shows a level of maturity that, you have to want for yourself. So if he's doing that, you know, outside of the football field, I can only imagine what's going on when he puts his head down and is training and is, you know, going on these different uh, diet regimens that he's talked about and different trainers. I think the the potential that Max Crosby has, we we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet with him. And that's got to be exciting for um, Raiders fans to be able to witness firsthand to see you know, now I would I would call him the face of this franchise. Now with Derek Carr obviously yep. we knew he was the leader of the defense, but I think he's the guy that you know. People ask me sometimes, like, "Oh, whose jersey should I buy?" Who's, you know? I don't want to buy somebody's jersey if they're going to leave right away. I was like, I think investing in a Max Crosby '98 would would be a safe bet. For
2: if, if you're a Raiders fan, I agree 100%. You know, I was out at the Vaughn Miller uh, Pass Rush uh, Academy mm-hmm. not too long ago, uh, right around the corner from the facility, and Vaughn let it be known that, hey, this is the last year that this thing is going to have my name, but next year it's going to have a name. Uh, Max Crosby is going to be very involved. Hell, he's Mr. Las Vegas. He called him Mr. Las Vegas. Right. The right, campus out a here. Captain,
0: and he's a captain for that, um, you know. Sad news on the Riley Smith side, but for the Riley Smith charity right. softball game, he's a, he was named the captain um, yep. for the Raiders side. And I believe that will be his first year participating. Or he might have been out there last year, but, you know, as, as far as, as being a captain, a captain yeah, yep. yeah that's, that takes something. And that, that's not just handed out to people, right?
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I just I love the fact that I feel like the whole National Football League and football fans in general now are aware who 98 is, who Max Crosby is. Like, he's that guy where you think of 98, you see that number, and you're like, oh, yeah, Max Crosby. And he's, he's really, to me, Cassie, a, a much bigger national player at this stage.
0: Right. No, for sure, for sure. And, again, I think I think he's just getting started as well. And that's a guy, you know, has stayed relatively healthy um, yep. besides that very first year. Like, he, he takes care of himself in a way that he can perform at the highest level and again I, as long as he keeps that up and i don't think that that mentality is going to go anywhere anytime soon i think he'll have a very long and successful career
2: yeah no i do too i'm excited to see what uh what's what's next for max crosby it's always something new he's always improving his game and working on his game and i could definitely appreciate that well cassie definitely appreciate you vegasnation.com on twitter at, at underscore cassie soto what uh what you got cooking that uh, we should be on the lookout for besides wedding planning
0: right i'm gonna start with uh hey does anybody know a good pastry chef or this or that to start
2: you know i got the hookup cassie (laughs) i got the hookup man you need a dj you You need this (laughs) i
0: I... I need it all i need it all I, i have my caterer down but anything else anything i'm looking at like cake pops right now so if anybody's got like a cake pop business we're definitely trying to stay local um so if anybody's got anything good wedding related please by all means, DM me at underscore tassy soda. I'm ready to hear all of the ideas. But as far as work goes, um, you can always definitely check out our review journal, 7 at 7 Newscast. It airs every day at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. It's seven minutes quick and to the point of all your Las Vegas news. And then, of course, you'll be on the lookout for all of our Vegas Nation content coming out. Myself, Vinny Bonsignor, Sam Gordon, Adam, everybody, the whole crew, how you think, um, we'll have that all for you guys uh, once training camp starts at VegasNation.com.
2: No doubt about it. You guys do great work. We definitely appreciate it. We definitely appreciate you. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the holiday on the 4th, and uh, we'll be talking soon.
0: Awesome, guys. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Cassie. There she goes, Cassie Soto, good friend of the show, VegasNation.com, again on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto. And I really can't talk enough about Max Crosby, man. The way that this dude... All I can remember was Max Crosby being drafted, Max Crosby on Hard Knocks. I guess this is the one good thing that Hard Knocks was good for because I don't even like the show. But obviously when the Raiders were on it, I had to watch it to be able to know what was going on. And seeing him break his hand in the preseason game and be pissed off because he thinks that he can't go play, run back to the locker room, get his hand taped up, put a club on it, and get his tail back out there and play and definitely assure that he was going to make the team and to go out and have a hell of a rookie year. And to where he's at now, these few years later, and knowing that he's still, like Cassie just said, continuing to get better just blows my mind and that's the kind of player that this team needs and that's actually the kind of player that this team needs a few more of is mad max crosby's 249 is the time this is raider nation radio 920
0: now back to unnecessary roughness on raider nation radio 920 here's your boy q a little
2: more dj quick Let's got tony 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 on that one is that pitching on the party is that pitching on the party
1: now this dollars and cents
2: oh my bad all right. I knew there was a DJ Quick there, though. You got me in a different zone now, man. I, I don't know what to expect now. You hit me with all this West Coast tracks. Hit us earlier with the big timers. All right, Tom, you doing all right. Thank you, so, thank you. Tony, 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 pitching in the party was a really good one, too. Uh, that was a DJ Quick track. But anyway, back to, uh, back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Many thanks to Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She joined us in the last segment, talk all things silver and black. Jeff Kerr from CBS, he's going to talk all things and Uh, Edge rushers coming up at 3 o'clock, including Max Crosby. We'll start off with Max Crosby, but we'll dip around the rest of the NFL with some uh, big-time edge rushers and also talk about some storylines across the NFL. But I did throw the question out there about without – really knowing what to expect as far as your, you know, the team, what the Raiders are going to do this upcoming season, what you think they're going to do, what has you most intrigued? What has you most fired up about the team? Because no matter what the expectations are, no matter what you think the expectations might be, there's got to be some part of the team that's got you pretty fired up. So we got this text from the 805 Raider. I can't wait to see what the D-line will do with Tyree Wilson, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and Jerry Tillery. That is a fearsome foursome. That's 805 Raider. And you know what? It's very rare, and thank you for that text, very rare, demand that anybody mentions Jerry Tillery. This guy's a former first-round pick. And, I mean, I know that the biggest highlight he had with the Raiders was a low light, right, that, that Thursday night football game against the Rams when he extended that drive by that stupid penalty. But this guy's a former first-round pick. He's not very good when it comes to stopping the run, but that's why you have a guy like a Byron Young. That's why you have a guy like a Matthew Butler. That's why you have a guy like a Neil Farrell, right? You have guys that can do that, right? But if he can get out there and be part of that package, even that rotation to have a, 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 a fresh pass rush out there, he might be able to bring up some. He might be able to be something, be a little something, something. I actually like that suggestion right there from 805 Raider.
1: Yeah, he's still 26 years old, Jared Tilly, like you mentioned, former first round pick. But I do think the reason why more fans aren't bringing him up is because that penalty on Thursday Night Football. I think they forget left. he's
2: on the team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because he's not that flashy of a player. He was a midseason trade. I mean, he's a guy, you know, total career, ten and a half sacks. Right. So he hasn't had that production to, to showcase that fact that he could be that pass rusher, you know, that force up the middle that people believe that he can be. So it's an interesting pick. Like in the spurts that he looked good, he did yeah. look good. But when he looked bad, he looked bad.
2: Well, right. When he was out there on the field last year, he was also being expected to, to help stop the run and he's, that's just not his forte. You know, like a guy last year like Andrew Billings was a lot better at stopping the run than a Jerry Tillery. That's just not what he does. What did he have? What, one and a half sacks for the Raiders last year, or did he have any?
1: Uh, none for the Raiders last year.
2: Okay. he, was, he I know he had some pressures. He, yes. He, got, he made he made a, a – I don't want to say impact. That's too That's too much praise. But, I mean, you you saw him out there have flashes. Now he's got to be able to put those flashes together. The one thing I'll say, there was a reason why they brought him back. Now, maybe he's a guy that's competing for a job in training camp. He might be one of those veterans that has to really get after it to prove his worth, but they brought him back for a reason. So I think that they're at least intrigued by who Jerry Tillery could be. So 805 Raider, thanks for that text. I appreciate you. One more Sir Whiskey Ray said, happy Friday, gentlemen. No doubt for me, Coach McDaniels. I'm intrigued what he's going to do in 2023. That's it. Keep it simple. So he wants to see what Coach McDaniels looks like in 2023, the second year with the silver and black. And I'll say this, then we'll take a break. He's got to at some point – prove that he's a really good head football coach. I know that he's a really good offensive coordinator. I saw, I saw a, a graphic earlier today talking about the best play callers in the NFL, and three out of the four best play callers in the NFL were all in the AFC West. Talking about Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and, and, and Coach McDaniels. And then the other one was Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> right? So they were all out West. There's three in the AFC West and one in the NFC West. Those were the top four. He's got to prove that he could be a really good Head football coach, 257 is the time. Jeff Kerr joins the show next. It's Radio Nation Radio, 920.